0: The Logos Christmas Sale is here. Stock up this month on commentaries, Christ-centered and Christmas-themed resources, and more at incredible prices. In this year's Christmas Sale, you'll find up to 80% off of commentaries and other resources, and up to 50% off of featured expansion collections, $25 commentaries and courses, and more stuff to stuff your digital stocking. Don't miss your chance to stock up on this season's readings during our Christmas Sale. The Logo's Christmas Sale starts December 1st and ends December 31st at 1130. The Logo's Christmas Sale starts saving. To get your link on this Christmas Sale, contact this media's website.
1: Night Moons is brought to you in part by our friends at Logos Bible Software. Logos combines digital books with intelligent software to help you study the Bible deeply. Do word studies with one click. Search for virtually anything in your Bible. And enjoy dozens of features that help you see more in Scripture. It's like having a personal Bible study research assistant. Five, four, three,
0: two, one. Here we go. Welcome into Night Moods on a Sunday edition, Conversations with Cassandra, and having Conversations Through Christ, a new, oh, it's kind of like not a new thing, but we're doing something kind of special going forward here. Uh, conversations Through Christ, I did this with one of my mentors for about four years, and I thought I'd pick up the mantle and start running it again, but today's episode is brought to you in part by our friends at Logos Bible Software, um, Logos Combined Digital books with intelligent software to help you study the Bible deeply. You can do word studies with one click, search for virtually anything in your Bible, and enjoy dozens of features that help you see more in the Scriptures. It's like having a personal Bible study research assistant. Those are our friends at Logos Bible Software. You can grab the link to get your discount for the Logos 10 that came on October 10th. Now, I did a video last night. thought I was going to do a YouTube thing. And I was like a kid in the cancer because I really didn't do my research with my package that they sent me because they're one of our affiliates and our sponsors. So I'm doing a YouTube and I'm like, whoa, I got an archaeological. But I got I it was just the weirdest thing. I got to redo it. So you're going to catch the, the YouTube video on Logos Bible Software. But if you are a student of the Bible, I want to recommend you getting this. I've been with Logos for over nine years. I started with Logos Seven. And um, Logos 10, I think they outdid themselves. So go ahead and grab the link, inbox me. You'll get the link on this podcast or on this live. Go ahead and share to your friends. Um, Welcome into Night Moves, everybody. I'm Michael, your host. I was going to go to my radio side of Night Moves, but I'm your host, Michael. (laughs) And we're inside the lab. I'm in the captain's chair with a, I'm going to call her a good friend of mine. She's a good friend of mine because unbeknownst to me, last um, I want to say last month, which would have been November, I got my phone blown up, uh, my personal phone. And um my assistant was like, Have you checked your numbers? And I'm like, No, I don't have diabetes, I don't have I'm, I literally went through this whole medical thing and she's like, No, dum dum. Check <laughs> check anchor, check uh the podcast. And I'm like, Okay, let me get back and I'll check it out. I got back about three three thirty in the morning. Couldn't call anybody because I'm screaming here in the studio because Cassandra, the last episode, 12,000 plus plays. What? (laughs) Welcome in to Night Moves, Miss Cassandra. This is Cassandra Grace, everybody. She's a good friend of mine. I call her a good friend of mine.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for having me back.
0: Hey, I'm excited. This is our best of shows. And I'm doing something brand new, Best of Shows closing out 2022. Now, I started podcasting officially last year, but I was doing what I didn't know podcasting before. wasn't sure I wasn't like sign up for everything. Best of Shows, you're listening to part two. We're going to go in a little bit um, with Cassandra. Conversations through Christ, conversation through Jesus is the topic, but we're going to kind of meander our way through. And Cassandra's on with us here in the lab for part two. What have you been up to in the last couple months since I last talked to you?
1: Um, A lot. Uh, The biggest thing I would say is I'm taking over, co-leading our um, young adult ministry at my church. And so that has been an adventure, kind of figuring out, scrambling to figure out what we're gonna do for this end of the semester. And then we'll have a little break in time to figure out what we're doing next semester. Um, But the leader of the group that I took over for, um, she just got married this last weekend and I was in the wedding for that. So that was really great, but now she's moving away. And so we needed someone else to take over the leadership of the group. And so I'm co-leading with another one of the students there. Um, but it's been fun. We're uh, actually teaching about spiritual warfare right now.
0: Oh. Which
1: I'm always super passionate about. So uh, it's gone good so far. Yeah.
0: But, God, you talked about spiritual warfare. And mm-hmm. this is something I wanted to tackle with my okay. conversation with you. It's really kind of cool. Co-leading. Co-leading. Interesting yeah. what God is doing through you, preparing you for the apex position, of leading a tribe over there. That's kind of cool. So how are you taken to it? Are, are you getting more comfortable with the assignments? Is it deepening your prayer life?
1: Um, I don't know. Uh, that's a really good question. I probably, it is. Um, I feel like personally I'm in a little bit of like I don't know what they call it like a dry season or something
0: mm-hmm. where
1: like my prayer life isn't super vibrant and I'm not in the Bible as much as I I know I should be. Um, so I'm I'm trying to work through that and get my um, my just motivation and my passion back to spend time in the word and um to have more vibrant prayers um but lately i don't know i i've been struggling with that a little bit in all honesty
0: how about a challenge and i i know exactly what you're talking about cuz i have been feeling that way for some time truly and then for me i with the radio station, when I go and listen to the radio station, and I'm not plugging my radio station, but when I'm going listen to it, I am like transformed. Then I realize this it is a physical extension of what God wants to do through music. And so I say that as listening to you, it it may be a dry space. But the work in front of you, like when you're pushing the plow, like when you're literally pushing and you have to do the navigation, direction, instruction, um, the production, putting the team together, you are the extension of Father's grace. I love that. Father's grace. I'm talking to Cassandra Grace. Isn't that kind of cool? <laughs> um, you're the extension. And so when I was listening, I'm thinking about I was I was, I, I was just going through this in my brain. Over the last couple of weeks, I'm like, man, um, I've taken a little bit of time from the church to just kind of, with everything going on, um, take a little bit of care of me. But I, the, what I'm getting at is you're pushing the plow. And so all the effort and energy and the source is in you being the extension of what God wants to go- do through you. And I came to that realization for, my, for me. And I'm like, man, I'm like being transformed. And, you know, with my library right here, and I got one upstairs, I'm not in all my books. And I was down there going through um, the video for Locals, and I'm sitting there like, man, when's the last time I cracked open my study Bible, my Greek and Hebrew study Bible? When have I literally gone to work? But then I'm thinking, my walk with with Christ and my walk Papa, that's doing the work. That's you know, I don't necessarily have to carry because Jesus is the word and so the holy spirit in us and so maybe i'm i'm I may share a little bit of what i was thinking inwardly over the weekend with you holy spirit in you and you're producing you're producing you're producing so it may it may not be what you think it may just be you're producing and so that's you know being stewards of his grace so now you're stewarding god's movement and i had to realize michael you're just you're stewarding what god wants you to do even though you're not immersed in the scriptures and studying, but you know, when I go to speak, it's like, it just, he brings it out of me and it's like, oh, okay. It's, it's there, but so just don't be too hard on yourself, but that's okay. It could be just a challenge, but a little bit of what I want to share with you, because I was, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, I'm not even reading as intentionally hours upon hours a day. Cause I'm like, man, if I could just carve out 30 minutes, it would be great. Mm-hmm. So with the assignment that you got going on You're stewarding right now. And that's the cool thing about where we find ourselves. And what I like about you is what you see is what you get. And so your honesty and and how that comes off to us who are maybe just getting to know you or walking with you or in the faith with you, we don't see it as, well, geez, Cassandra's slacking. She's like a major slacker. You know, like, what the world are we doing with Cassandra? No, you're stewarding. And so I'll say, be the steward that he has you to be in this season. And maybe that's not a lot of study because you have to lead um, the troops and lead the tribe and and disciples. I'm sure you're doing a lot of discipling. Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: an interesting take. I like that.
0: I've, again, like, you you speak my vibe, so I'm like, I got to get her back on because it's really kind of cool to see what you're doing. And, you know, you guys listening to this, my connection to Cassandra was all Holy Spirit because it began on this app of wisdom and how you were bringing forth your presentation, and I always go back to wisdom with you because I enjoyed your presentation and it was authentic. It was I'm in the mission field. This is where I'm at. like it to lump it. I'm gonna do the best I can do, and this is this is, let's take the journey together. And so I was like, dude, that's that's like right there. That's like so we in my veins. So it's not a challenge as you may think. It's just your stewarding. And so with your title, you're you're a steward of his grace. Yeah, yeah, I like
1: that. I've never thought about that before. I'm always like I don't know. I guess um in college we were always talked we always talked about like if you're pouring out, make sure you are you have someone pouring into you, and I always thought of that as like being in the Bible daily and mm-hmm. um just like I should have almost like this perfect Christian life if I'm going to be, you know, leading other people. And Mm -hmm. so, um, it reminds me of this, um, prayer. It wasn't a prayer because it was God speaking to me prophecy. I don't know. (laughs) Um, but, uh, god was like you you work so hard for me and i see that and i appreciate that but don't forget to just be with me and um i think that is what maybe what i need to be working on right now is to be with him
0: what if you are being with Him and you yeah. just don't know it yeah what if you, you are being with Him and what you're talking about, I would have to say there is a group of people out there that feel the same way. And I learned this from um, Mariah Eder when I was studying about uh, Mama Eder. Um, and she was going to go to Smith Wigglesworth and tell to Smith Wigglesworth, Apostle Wigglesworth, and she was going to tell him, learn how to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. And when I read that piece in her, her book, I was like, whoa, light bulb moments have stayed on since I read that. And so is it effective for us in this walk to study, 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 but like what Father told you, that logos word that you received, just be with me. You could be with them washing dishes, riding a bike. You could be with them um, singing and playing with the bird. You could be with them right there looking out your window, just being in his presence. And that's a struggle, I think, for a lot of uh, people. Um, doesn't matter what age. I think that is a major struggle with how do I be with Father, but I don't necessarily have to have the Bible open.
1: Mm. Right? Yeah.
0: Do you come across that? In your new position as co-lead,
1: the do I come across being with what exactly is the question?
0: You, like for those who um, you're 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 leading uh, your tribe, I call it I call everyone a tribe. You're in a different tribe. Do you hear what you're talking about from others? Because it it can't just be you and myself, others in our fellowship. But do others do you sense that from others, like? Is there this buffer with how do I cross and 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 live in duality with Father, but not always having to have the Bible and not self-condemning myself because I don't have my Bible if I'm not studying. Because I think his presence, having Father's presence, and this is going to probably give me some emails, supersedes his word. Because his presence is paramount. You know what I'm saying? So do you, do you find what you're going through others dealing with? I guess that's the question. Do you find what you're going through others dealing with the same issue?
1: Yeah, I would say definitely. So um, we have some newer Christians in our group and some that have been raised Christian, you know, since they were babies.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I think um, something we all struggle with is like, well, something we talked about recently was um, a girl was talking about comparison and, like, what, how do you deal with people who are closer to God than you? And one thing we talked about is, like, there's always room for everyone to grow, no matter how close you are to God. You can always yeah. be closer to him. Um, but also you don't want to get stuck in that comparison trap of like, oh, well, their faith is better than mine. So what am I doing? And it becomes a self-condemning issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think along with that comes the, well, I need to pray more. I need to study my Bible more. I need to make sure I'm in church every week. And just like this list of to-dos that become, they can become, um. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for, like constraining um, mm-hmm. and remembering like there's freedom in Christ and it's about our relationship with Christ that is first and foremost. And we build that relationship off of do- doing those things, like reading the Bible and praying and going to new church. Those are all great things and like we should enjoy doing them. But um, it's not this to-do list that we have to check off in order to have a good relationship with God, if that makes sense. That
0: right there is, that makes a bunch of sense. That is so, like, key what you said. Walking with Christ is not a to-do list. And to go back, because we're going to get to the spiritual work first. I'm pulling up Ephesians. I am pulling it up. Okay. Um, think we our fellowships do measure themselves based on well that's dr. Thomas over there or that's that's uh, pastor Cassandra and you know if I get I gotta I gotta like beef up I gotta get strong when I come and have a conversation I'm like no just have a conversation because it's not in my strength yeah I've, I've studied and I put in the work and I've, I've learned I've gone through the the lessons and mission fields and come back and you know you're gonna do the same thing but that I think like not a thing. I believe what you're talking about. People will reduce the value and their worth because they're measuring themselves to someone else. Mm. Right? And so how do we bridge that? I guess that's my next question. How do, we, how do we bridge a population in the body that says, I can't be like Cassandra? and I, I don't want to. Because... I can't talk like Cassandra, and you know she studies the Bible and she's like a walking thesaurus in the scriptures, and you know because it's like you you'll you'll get that perception because you're out there where God has you. But to me, it's like what you're talking about. It's like just be, mm-hmm. you know. In Him, we have our movement and our being. And so I was talking to a friend of mine um, a couple of weeks back, and like what you're saying. Jesus was the word. They were walking with Jesus. They had no scrolls because they were walking with them. So He was feeding them. He was He was quenching their thirst. And so we, I believe, you got to get back to just walking and cooperating with the Holy Spirit. And that's not a struggle for you. I think it's just you just being present because you're you're a steward over His resources. You're a steward over His graces. And just look at it from man. He entrusts, fill in a blank. I feel like this is lips. He entrusts Greg, he entrusts Cassandra to do this. And what's in that trust, the experience, the conversation, um, connecting with the Holy Spirit, um, the worship and providing what you need to provide for your tribe over there. Whether it's regional, national or globally or locally, You know, we got to get out of those constructs of to-do lists, like what you're talking about. I think that's huge to get out of those constructs. You guys, get out of the constructs. Cassandra said, get out of the constructs. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's beautiful how you said that, the constructs. And I think, you know, uh, there are a lot of schools that teach that. They apply that in their theology that, you know, you got to be able to put six hours in the, of a week of, of studying the scriptures, and you got to at least have your, your, prayer, your prayer life here, and you got to make sure that you're in part of all these teams and clubs and committees and so on and so forth. And it becomes, as I drop the phone here, <laughs> and it becomes one of those deals where I think people get burned out. Yeah. And they want to just, like, leave and walk away from Christ because they can't meet the to-do list. Cassandra, how do people break free from that?
1: I think there's an importance in remembering no matter how close you are to God, he cannot love you any more or any less. His love for you is beyond our understanding, it's unconditional, and he doesn't love anyone else more than you or anyone else less than you we're all loved equally and unconditionally by god and i think once we understand that the some of the pressure is taken off of us um there's a little bit more breathing room to say okay so how do i then live in accordance with god's love not because I have to earn his love, but because Mm. I already have it. And it changes our thinking from a to-do list to a response. So we're no longer doing things, like I said, to earn God's love, but we're acting out of already having God's love. And so um, I think there's a lot of freedom in that response way of living than in the earning way of living
0: man night eagles are you guys are you guys writing some notes right now she is dropping bombs <laughs> this is beautiful i'm telling you girl this is beautiful i got to go back and push that and repeat and i got to post that and i'm going to give you credit so i'm going to go back and post what you <laughs> just said that's Thank like you. so spot on no it's, it's just the real deal this is what i love about you this, i mean You are, in my estimation, uh, to this generation, and there are so many others like you, but to to know someone in real time and not just read a story or read a book about them, um, being a true steward over his graces and resources to impact and infect the body. So every time I see you or, or, you know, on the the podcast, I'm like, she's penetrating God's love by just being present and available.
1: Mm.
0: That's like really kind of cool. Um, You guys are listening to Conversation Through Christ with myself and Cassandra Grace, and she has her friend in the background chirping. That is not yes. anything of the ordinary. That is her <laughs> bird chiming in because the bird's in harmony. What's the bird's name again?
1: Um, so I just got another bird. So oh. the one chirping right now is my new bird, Bee. But I have my old bird, Alfie, as well.
0: So she's got two in the same cage?
1: Not yet, hopefully Not yet. eventually, okay. but there's a little bit of a process to getting the birds used to each other and making sure no territorial fights are gonna happen. So we're working. we're working <laughs> our way there.
0: It's the bird war games happening in the Grace household, everybody. (laughs) But yeah, you're listening to Be the Bird is chiming in, getting some love on this episode here. That's kind of cool. So nothing out of the ordinary is happening. You're not hearing anything crazy. (laughs) It's just Be the Bird chiming in in the background. I love about um, doing the work of of God. It's like the animals and nature want to interject. So
1: yeah,
0: well, have better. We're gonna keep moving. Um, since you brought it up, I want to talk about some spiritual warfare, okay? And how apropos is it that we're talking about this with everything happening in the globe?
1: Yeah,
0: here in America, it is like nuts. So now I look at it this way I've studied spiritual warfare, I'm a, I am a connoisseur of spiritual warfare foundation off of ephesians 6 so you guys grab your bible ephesians 6 and we're going to take a journey um, through this Cassandra's going to be leading everybody so you can send your emails nightmoveshdq at gmail.com and all the hate mail <laughs> will recycle it and we'll make sure that we uh let you know the truth let's get into this with all the things going on um i say Pick a country, find a problem. And if you don't understand, we live in a a natural realm, duh. But in the natural realm, there's a spiritual realm that many don't understand has governing authority, ability, and functionality. And it, it impacts, affects environment, atmosphere, and territory. We are the environment. The atmosphere is the air we breathe. And the territories are the boundaries that we all live in. And if those are constructs or constraints, that's our constraint is the environment, the, the territory. Spiritual warfare, I believe, is at unpronounced levels in in our generation. And many have their eyes and ears clothes or maybe the lack of understanding could be the lack of understanding because they have never experienced the fullness of god's kingdom but the spiritual warfare is real um let's talk about let's go in where you want to start on this hot topic because here in the states there's some spiritual warfare happening in culture in the political structure in the family structure i mean it is in all the seven mountains if I can bring that term into this. And then overseas, it is what it is that Jesus said in Matthew 24. But the warfare in the realms of the spirit, you know, they're not just clouds that you guys may be looking at, the cumulus, stratus, nimbus clouds. You know, when you study the scriptures, they tell you, and the angels are clothed in the clouds. So you're actually seeing at some point in the angelic realm of invisible spirits that are coming in, let's talk about this, let's go in. Uh, where do you wanna go with this?
1: Oh boy, Um, I think just one thing that is on my mind as you're kind of introducing this topic is yeah. that importance of understanding like spiritual warfare really does affect me personally because growing up I heard about spiritual warfare but I really did think it was something happening other, you know, outside of my life. And this understanding, like, no, it's biblical that spiritual warfare affects us um, and that we affect spiritual warfare. There's a passage in um, Daniel. Oh, no, now I'm forgetting the passage. I think it's Daniel like 6.10 or something like that. Um, and um, in it, an angel appears to him, and he says, "I tried to come to you when you first prayed. When you mm-hmm. first prayed, I, I tried to come to you, and um, for 21 days I was held captive by the prince of Persia. But because you kept praying, um, I the then Michael was sent to assist me and get me free, so I could finally appear to you, and." Uh, reading that passage, it was just kind of mind-blowing to see, wow, our prayers really do have power, and God Mm -hmm. actively responds to our prayers. Mm -hmm. And so it shows the importance of persistent prayer, and it shows that the angels are really at work in our lives and in response to our prayers. And so I think that's just a really important um, basis for us to have as we talk about spiritual warfare, that we do affect it. It's not some other, you know, the spiritual realm isn't separate from us, like you were Exactly.
0: Saying. Exactly. Yeah. We, we live in duality. We live in a natural realm and a spiritual realm. Matter of fact, you are more spiritual than you are natural hmm. in all truth. So I want to piggyback on what you're saying. Hebrews 1 and 14 is what We're putting a foundation and we're building the structure for you to understand how real the realms of the spirit are. But spiritual warfare is happening in atmosphere, territory, environment. Hebrews 1 and 14 says this, um, are they not all ministering spirits sent to render service to the heirs of salvation for those who wait upon the Lord? The heirs of salvation and like what you are alluded to and um, the the prayers of daniel eliciting gabriel to speak to him and letting him know i was withheld by a, a principality over the king so he's had to send michael to help me fight so i can get here to be with you so your prayers were not in vain but you have to understand that in the realm of the spirit daniel Outside of this earth realm was the warfare for me to get to you because your prayers cannot be, uh, cannot hit the earth before angels come and serve you. So I want to say, be in agreement, and you and maybe you have heard this, not you because I know you've heard this, because you, you have guardian angels. You have angels. We all have angels um, numbered for us, but be in agreement. And if you don't know what the assignment of the angel is, you just ask Father. And so getting introduced to spiritual warfare means you have to engage, experience, and encounter the presence of the kingdom. And that record of Daniel that she mentioned, not only the historical implications but the angels were speaking to mankind. And so people get all weirded out when I talk about angels or when they step in the presence of the rooms where we come or when people come to the house. They're like, whoa, did you just hear it? Yeah, the angels just walked in, you know. Um, and so getting used to being in the natural, you know, I, I have this, the walls here, the studio here, and you have the walls where you're at and you're listening to this program. You know, you can see things in natural that are, are man built. But when you go outside, there's the grass, there's the mountains. And the only thing that you can't see is the air. And the air holds the host of angels and even the familiar angels. So Daniel's prayer does not go unheard. And many there are many a times where I have said, man, Father, would you just hear my prayer?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, many a times. And then I have this realization, wow, on his throne, can you imagine the amount of people petitioning father at the same time? And the impatience of his children at times. I'll admit it. I get impatient because, you know, I want to be heard when I want to be heard. And if I'm getting some interference, whether it's, with ministry or with family or with my spouse or with my kids, six of them, five are gone. We have the toilet at the house, any interference? is like, man, you need to calm down. I need to find some oil. Um, I'm laughing, we're joking about it, but it's, it's serious business. It's a serious conversation we're gonna have because uh, it has taken lives, impacting lives, affecting lives, And people are asking questions, what's going on? What's going on in the world that it's a disaster? What's going on in the world? And maybe it's not a disaster, but depending on your perspective, why are the things happening in the world that are happening? Why are people losing their minds? And I think the body's supposed to have the answer. What say you on this conversation, Miss Grace? What say you?
1: Oh, boy. There's... (sighs) It's such a heavy and broad issue.
0: I know, Um, right? You get to unpack it. You unpack it and we'll go. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, I think, you know, as we think about our place in spiritual warfare, there's the importance of remembering, like, it's Christ's victory that lives in us. And so in every challenge that we face, you know, it's, we're not fighting from our own strength. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: We're fighting from the victory of Jesus over sin, death, and the devil. And so we can rest assured that, that we won't be overtaken because the one who lives in us is greater than he who lives in the world and um sometimes i think that's hard to remember when you look at the state of the world and um just the lies that are being spread in our media and um that are infecting our households and you you think like what do you mean i'm not being overtaken like it feels like i'm being overtaken right now but um our salvation is is sealed for us. And um, that is what Christ ultimately came for, was our salvation. And so um, while we face our struggle, I think it's important to remember that salvation is the number one issue that we're fighting for. Um, And then everything else, like righteousness and morality, um, those are all almost secondary issues that are still very important to the church and to God, um, but but they don't come before salvation does.
0: Now, I'm going to flip the script. We're going to stay on this topic here. I'm going to read Ephesians 6, 10 through 13. Now, you stop me. You go where you want to go with this. Because okay. I think this is important. Because this it's a broad subject, it's a deep subject. I don't know how far we're gonna go deep into this. That means in 2023 you might be seeing Cassandra Grace, Grace, night moves for the third time. I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, Hebrews six, Hebrews, Ephesians chapter six, because we're talking about spiritual warfare. And I wanna I want to dial down on this because we have to have a foundation by which we move off of when we're heading into the mission field heading into our fellowships when we're just coming into the bathroom when we wake up and our feet hit the ground because the fight is on
1: mm-hmm.
0: the fight is on the fight is on even in your dreams finally this is paul writing to ephesus the church in Ephesus. he says has finally become now remember stop me interject do whatever you gotta do okay this is this is cassandra's moment here this is her time to uh break down this. Now, I'm going to break it down with it. Paul's talking to Ephesians and he says this. Now we're in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 through 13. Finally become strong in the Lord and in the might of his strength. Put on the full armor of God. Put on the full armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the strategies, the stratagems of the devil. Because our struggle is not against blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the world rulers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Now, because of those things, because of this, take up the full armor of God in order that you may be able to resist in the evil day. And having done everything, stand. A lot to unpack there.
1: Yeah. I think that what's so important is it says put on the full armor of God. And I think it's easy for us to say, oh well, I need to like I was saying earlier, I need to be in the word, put on the the sword of the the spirit which is the word of god Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: i know i'm jumping ahead a little bit but um it's so easy for me to be like that's the one i need that's the one i need and it's like hang on you need to put on the full armor of god not just the sword but the shield and the breastplate and the helmet and the belt it's all important in in this fight
0: And with spiritual warfare, I want us to pay attention to verse 10. Because for me, this is the crux of the situation. This is the crux of your spiritual warfare. Now, what scripture, what's the translation that you're you're reading from in yours, Cassandra?
1: Um, I'm reading NIV.
0: All right, read yours in NIV.
1: Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power.
0: So if, if, if I ask her to repeat that, and she's going to repeat it, whose strength are we to trust in? Because I've taught spiritual warfare a long time. But I have to go back to the scriptures, and we're going to like impact this, because if you're doing spiritual warfare, I want you to reach out to us. If you have a question for Cassandra, especially if you are a sister in Christ. Or you're listening, you may not be born again or saved, and you're like, "Hey, I don't, uh, something is intriguing me here. Something is drawing you in." And but I don't trust you because you're a dude. Um, that's cool. I get that. <laughs> but I want you to reach out. Uh, we want to be able to get you some as much resources that we can avail ourselves to because this is kind of important. Um, verse ten. Let's let's get the launch pad on verse ten. Now, we can go from 14 all the way to 18 if you want to. It's entirely up to you because I don't want to kind of broad brush this because we're dealing with what 12 talks about because I'm seeing, and maybe you see the same thing, if it's the media, if it's our different tribes and different countries or, or communities, they're placing this against, you know, I must be against Cassandra because she doesn't seem hold the same ideologies. Um, she, I don't make as much money as Cassandra because you know she's in a wealthy community and I'm in this community. So it becomes uh, a flesh upon flesh type deal. I'm like, slow down a minute. Especially for those of you who are born again. Slow down a minute. Cassandra's saying, put on the full armor. Cassandra's repeating what Scripture said. Put on, put on the full armor. And some folks are walking around wouldn't you agree with this? With their helmets off. Taking dings to the head. Thinking out the box because they want to do something different. But they're still doing the same thing. But they're not understanding here in verse 12. Our fight is not against. My fight is not against Cassandra. My fight is not against light. My fight against is against the darkness. Against the authorities. Your spiritual authorities. Against the rulers who are overseeing world rulers. so there's a, a principality there. And this right here, against spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. And that includes in the hierarchy of, of the natural governing church. There are spiritual forces even in those heavenly places through those of uh, those beings in those churches. But this is talking about the heavenly places in the realm of spirit that we can't see, that's going on there. And so why wouldn't we think it would not affect us here if it's happening in heavenly places, but it can't happen here because we have the atmosphere of earth and you know it's going to be man's domain and we're going to do all this and we're going to create our own path and masters of our, our domain and all that. Um, I'm talking too much, Cassandra, because I, I want to kind of put the stage together because now let's go and unpack some of this stuff. What do you want to unpack here?
1: Um, I think let's look at let's look at the armor. Um, okay. Because something about that really stood out to me, but I think we should read what it is first.
0: Okay, let's go. What you got?
1: All right. So we put on the full armor of God and we stand firm with the belt of truth tucked around your waist, the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. And so what really stood out to me is all of these things, almost all of these things, are defensive items. The helmet protects you. The shield protects you. The breastplate protects you. And so... It's not just us, you know, marching into hell and we're going to fight. We're also being attacked. And so we need to be protected spiritually as as we engage in spiritual warfare. And that really stood out to me the first time I heard that. I was like, wow, this is so true. Like The only offensive item we have is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And after, you know, all of this, we have the breastplate and the helmet and whatnot. We're told to pray in the spirit on all occasions and all kinds of prayers and requests. And I think that shows, you know, prayer is is both. I think it's the one thing that's both offensive and defensive because we pray for the Lord's people, as the verse says, but we can also pray on all occasions as it says with all kinds of requests and so we pray for protection but we also pray to advance the kingdom and so prayer is so essential when it comes to spiritual warfare we we pray you know to to make demons go away
0: mm-hmm. and
1: we pray for the morality of our country and um, I think prayer is often overlooked in our list of the armor of God. You know, we we stop at verse se- uh 17, and we don't go on to verse 18. But I think yeah. verse 18 is just as essential to the armor of God as as the rest of it.
0: Oh yeah, because he says, and with all prayer and supplication, praying at all times. I like him. This passage to like gladiators, uh, 300, you know, when they have their weapons and they're actually leading into a fight, I look at their shield and their sword and what, what are the guys doing? And some girls are, are in the camps, too. They're yelling. They're screaming. That's the signal. That's the authority. So this talks about our authority to which we walk in. And this breaks your authority down. I believe that with everything that's in my being because we know we we hear the word you know walk in authority you know you need to take authority well if you don't have the authority that jesus bought for you and he redeemed you in and this is part of the authority your entire armor of god is your authority to what quench the fiery darts Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and so he breaks down the pieces of the authority and what they have impact. But like what you said here, it's your prayer and your sword that's affecting not our brothers and sisters. It's supposed to affect the realm of the spirit.
1: Yes. Yeah, I think we, it's so easy to look at, you know, our denominational differences and be like, oh, well, they believe you know, this about uh, let's just say communion
0: and mm. I believe
1: this about communion and how can they you know really be saved if that's what they believe and that at the end of it all we believe in Jesus as Savior we believe in the Triune God like that's the core of Christianity that's what matters and um, all the other things are just secondary issues and so um, we're commanded to be united as the church and to, you know, there's no Gentile or Jew, there's no male or female. We're, we're united as the church. And so we need to look not at each other's differences and not fight against each other because we are one. And how can a house that is divided stand? And so, uh, we're when we're fighting spiritually it's like you said against the principalities of darkness not against other children of God
0: I hope you guys are catching what Cassandra saying here and I mean there's like you said there's so much to unpack this this is so broad we can go at many directions off of spiritual warfare and the unity piece so you now you night throughout the unity piece as Divided as it has always been throughout the scripture. I think of the Old Testament when um, Heavenly Father divided the tribe of Israel. He literally divided them in Israel. The body is just as divided as it has ever been. And without the love of Christ, I don't know what's going to reunite and bring the body together. Because even the body is so divided. I mean, if you draw, if you just throw out and toss out the word president, it's it's going to begin a schism that's going to take you and it reverberates because it breaks off. Well, my people, are, we we're, we're on this side, and you know we're elephants, we're donkeys, and you know you, you're purple if you're an independent. I'm like, okay, I'm in the kingdom, I'm good. I just we just need to like expand Father's Kingdom. Whatever you're doing with the political thing. I'm doing what Jesus. Said. He said, "I'm about my Father's business." So be about my Father's business. Um, unity under spiritual warfare. Gosh, how do we how do we get here? Unity under spiritual warfare. Can we can not even unified in spiritual warfare?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I think the the devil works in two ways, and it's either to scare you into being afraid of attacking him. Or mm-hmm. it's to make you think he doesn't even exist. And I think um, right now in America, one of the huge issues is that so many people think the devil just doesn't exist. And that, you know, spiritual warfare is a metaphor for, for the good and the bad. And the devil is just a, a metaphor and a symbol of ultimate evil. And... Um, It's something like 40% of Christians believe that the devil is just a symbol of evil and not a real entity. And so, yeah, we're, we're divided when it comes to spiritual warfare. And, um, you can't, you can't have that, like an army that's divided about (laughs) what they're fighting about is not going to be effective at all.
0: Uh, hello. Say that again. Please say, please say that again. Oh, my gosh.
1: Uh, yeah, an army that's divided about what they're fighting about is not going to be effective at all. And so we need to, that's why I'm so passionate about spiritual warfare and talking about it and educating people about it. Because you can't fight if you don't even know what you're up against. And I think so many people are just clueless to what spiritual warfare even is, like, Oh, like when we started our our lesson on spiritual warfare I said who here can confidently say they've experienced or seen spiritual warfare in their life and a lot of the kids just looked at me and they were like I don't even know what spiritual warfare is so like how can I say that I've seen it or not
0: wow and
1: I was like wow I think we've really like failed as a a general church in educating people. This is a reality that we're talking about because the Bible doesn't teach us Satan is real. It assumes that Satan is real. And we are, we've taken a step back where we have to now teach people. We can't just assume Satan is real. We have to teach that Satan is real.
0: He is as real as father is as real as clear and concise and inferior to our Heavenly Father and as real as a Holy Spirit and he can be familiar in every aspect. What is spiritual warfare to, uh, just break it down. What is spiritual warfare? Let's I, Okay, I'm, 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 on, I'm going here. I'm opening up the lid. What's spiritual warfare?
1: So spiritual warfare is anything that goes against our salvation, that goes against the Holy Spirit, that goes against who God is. So this can range from sin and temptation to actual demonic possession. Um, There's oppression in the middle of those two things. So there's like temptation, oppression and possession. And the good news is that believers in Christ cannot be possessed because they have the Holy Spirit living inside of them. But everybody, everybody faces spiritual warfare in, in some aspect or another. Um, temptation, sin, our fight against the flesh, that is spiritual warfare. It's It's fighting against the image of God. It's fighting against the holiness that God wants us to live into. So I would say everyone faces spiritual warfare, whether you know it or not. And some people are prisoners of war and they don't care. And, but it affects everyone.
0: You done, you, I just said you done. I'll date again, you done opened up a can of worms. (laughs) I'm going to get emails. The body cannot be possessed who are in the spirit. Possessed by the Holy Spirit, how can you be possessed with the Holy Spirit, and dwelling you and be possessed by an inferior spirit? Cassandra said, everyone, that's what she said. Send the emails and I'll be forwarding them over to <laughs> Cassandra. I believe the exact same to what you exactly just said. You just, you just opened it up. If this was one case. You went over here and just kicked this case over to the right. it <laughs> <laughs> just kind of like just all over the place. It's out there. Um Beautifully said. Beautifully said. And what's the direction? How do we now? We're, we we're here. We have the explanation. We have the knowledge and information. Now, how do you get this there to people who are like, well, Cassandra, um, I'm I'm saved, and I'm possessed, or Cassandra, I'm saved, but there's no there's I don't believe that how how do you change that paradigm
1: um i think you have to point to the bible and say you know first of all do you believe that the bible is the authoritative word of god and if they say yes you say okay then let's let's open it up and see what it says (laughs) about all of this (laughs) (laughs) Um, because Jesus speaks on it. Jesus instructs his disciples to go out and gives them the authority to cast out demons. That's something that Jesus commanded of them. And Mm -hmm. um, when they couldn't, uh, after the transfiguration, Jesus went back down the mountain and the disciples said, Jesus, we're having trouble casting this demon out of this person. What do we do? And he's like, well, this one only comes out with prayer and fasting. So he's instructing the disciples in how to cast demons out. And so spiritual warfare is something we're commanded to engage in by Jesus. And so it's it's very real. Jesus Jesus himself wouldn't tell us. Oh, go engage in this thing that's fake just to entertain me. Like that's not who Jesus <laughs> is. And so, um, I think we can we can trust Jesus's words. We can trust the Word of God. I mean, revelations yeah. twelve talks about the fall of Satan. And um, yeah. let me pull up the actual verse because I don't want I don't want to get it wrong. Um,
0: yeah, I'm sending all the emails to you. <laughs> i'm just saying they can be like and hey, you guys didn't even know the verses you were talking about you guys <laughs> aren't ministers <laughs> uh, um
1: so uh chapter 12 verse 7 says yep. then war broke out in heaven michael and his angels fought against the dragon the dragon being satan And the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was not strong enough and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down that ancient serpent called the devil or Satan who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. And so when we think about, you know, can can Christians be possessed? um, We look at. These verses and Satan, he didn't lose by chance. It wasn't like it was anybody's fight and God just so happened to win. It says Satan was not strong enough. He didn't have the strength to win. And so um, when, when you have God of the universe living inside of you, this inferior spirit, inferior demons, they they can't they can't win against that um they're they're simply not strong enough and again i would just continually point back to the word this is what the bible teaches us
0: i'm writing this down because i'm going to repost this in a future time and give you the credit because i'm like yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. I call them I call them familiar spirits. Familiar spirits can mimic what they have witnessed before their fall. So they're familiar to the sounds, the, the, the environment of and they and they're familiar to not only the sounds but what they've seen. So they can mimic, but they can't mimic in the same totality or the same power or even in the same authority. So they come down to earth and with the foolish ones, all they got to do is just rise up and say, I'm a cow, I'm a chicken. Um, let's go to do this. I'm a tree or whatever. And so you have foolish believers or those who are in unbelief. I'm just going to put it out this way. Send me an email. I don't care. Um, Christians who will not understand that your salvation tied to being born again brings you to what Jesus said in John 3. 2, 3 3 verse 3 through 5 unless you become born again you cannot see or enter see we can actually see from our baptism of the Holy Spirit we can see and enter heaven but we can also see in the realms of the spirit we're supposed to see in the realm of the spirit so that we can see what is coming at us in the spiritual realm that will affect us in the natural realm because you really can't see in the natural realm it's the Holy Spirit that's bringing us to the light says oh Cassandra I think this is on the horizon it's because I just having this moment and she's like reflecting to everyone duck because the watchwoman's on the wall and she heard duck. And so everyone ducks. And so nothing happens because we ducked. Right. But then there's going to be one like Bob or Steve or me that pops up and says, what are we ducking for? I don't see anything. Splat. You've just been impacted. Terrible analogy. You guys know where I'm going with this. But it's just, it's impactful because people don't believe, they believe one half, but they won't believe the totality of father's kingdom because he's over it all. He's overseeing and there's nothing that the enemy or familiar spirits cannot do outside of father's authority. So father is even over spiritual warfare.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. As he is the one who makes the roads crooked, he does make them straight. He's over it all. He can't be over half of it and turn his back and looks at the other side of the universe, says, no, I'll leave those on Earth. I can't see that right now. I'm too afraid. So, yeah, I wrote that down because I'm going to repost that. And I'll give you credit later.
1: Okay. (laughs) Sounds good.
0: It's huge. What you just said was huge. Uh, And it alarms me that people who confess Jesus have that false belief. Mm-hmm. That's what alarms me. Uh, what say you about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we live in in Western society in very comfortable Christianity. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that has infected every aspect of our theology. Um, To the point where we don't want to talk about Satan and spiritual warfare because that's uncomfortable and we don't want to talk about the reality of sin and our sinful nature because that's uncomfortable and all we want to talk about is is God's love and God's mercy and those things are great like that's why we have salvation and praise God for that, but. The reason that God's love and mercy is so great is because of our sin and because of the reality of Satan. And Mm -hmm. so we can't celebrate what we're celebrating in the gospel if we don't have the background and the reality of sin. And so I think we just lose that in our comfortable Christianity. And that's why the issue of spiritual warfare is the issue we have today. It's not just the issue of fighting against spiritual warfare. It's the issue of, does spiritual warfare even
0: exist? Wow. We even got to get to the foundation. Does it even exist? It's The reality is evidently clear, but like what you said, does it even exist? And people believe that. It doesn't exist. There's no way that this exists. This is all science and, you know, they're throwing balloons up and and mimicking and doing all this other stuff so that uh, a truth is one's perception. This stuff exists. This stuff is powerful. It has false authority. It has false power. It exists as you can hear our voices speaking to you right now. It's amazing. Matter of fact, some of the dreams that you're having, not you, Cassandra, some of the dreams that you're, as you're listening to this podcast, are coming out of, out of the spiritual warfare. Your nightmares, where you think those come from night terrors or nightmares night tremors um comes from us and it we can stay because there's nothing that we can physically do when we're asleep so if you're impacted affected out of Ephesians 6 12 through 18 if you're not fully armored well how do you how could how do you on earth cassandra stay fully armored when you're sleeping I think it goes back to your what you said, just being in his presence. Mm-hmm. We're resting under his cover. And so your prayer, what you talked about, being offensive and defensive, your prayer, I love what she said, is offensive and defensive. It channels out communication with the, the enemy. And it's offensive at the same time because it draws in the presence of our Heavenly Father and his kingdom. And so you have this covering. Now, I don't know, I I have to do some research. I wonder if spiritual warfare affects males differently than females, although they do them studies on the Barnard Report, I wonder if women are more, um, I know women are more, females are more, girls are more sensitive emotionally. I wonder if spiritual warfare and if you guys listening know this, I wanna I want you guys help us out. So I like learning. Does spiritual warfare affect women over guys, or does it affect guys over girls? Because you know, we are built to never ever talk about our emotions. And if we get spooked, you're not gonna hear about it because you're a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder that's a question here on Night Moods. Um, if you guys know about this, I think I'm gonna put this in a post. Um does spiritual warfare affect women more than it affects guys? Or does it affect guys more than women? I don't even know if that's even been... I'm going to Google that. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, that is an interesting question. I would what say do
0: you
1: think? I would say it definitely affects us differently.
0: Okay. How um, so?
1: Well, like you mentioned, like, with the uh, um, more emotional or not, um, I think, you know, the attacks on men are probably going to target that emotionally being emotionally closed off, um, and take advantage of that. Whereas for women, you know, um, like one thing I've noticed is it, it tries to get me afraid and make me be frozen in my fear a lot. So it's kind of taking advantage of that more emotional side of me. Um, I, that's just my initial initial thoughts on that question. I think it would affect us differently, but I don't know about one more than the other because I think we're all, we're all equally valuable in God's kingdom.
0: All right, um, I'm going to rephrase it. I'm going to put differently. I'm writing it down right now. I'm going to make a poll. We're going to do a poll, a seven-day poll. Now, I want you guys to join in on this one. This is kind of interesting. With a little bit of time we have left, we finally have our massive question of this. Now, the poll is this. It's going to be a seven-day poll. I'm going to put it on all our social media. You can hit on YouTube. This is the question of this episode. Does spiritual warfare, now correct me in what I'm saying. I got to write this down. We got to do it the right way. Does spiritual warfare attack women differently than guys or men more than girls? Does that sound good? Can we rephrase I, that better
1: i feel like you're asking two different questions at the end all right go
0: ahead help me out help me out so,
1: i would say does spiritual warfare attack men and women differently okay and have that just be a question and then maybe i don't know if you can do more than one question we can but, okay then i would ask another question of does does spiritual warfare affect men more than women or vice versa?
0: Got it. I'm writing it down as we speak, everybody. And you're listening, Night Eagles. That means you're gonna take this challenge. We have a challenge on the end of every episode going forward as of November. This is the challenge. Here's the poll, two questions. As what Cassandra corrected me with, because we're going to make sure we get some answers here. We're about the truth. We're about some answers. Does spiritual warfare affect men and women differently? Number one, does, number two, does spiritual warfare affect men more than women and vice versa? Okay. That's the question for this episode. Let us know seven days. Take the poll and share the poll, by the way. We want to get as many, what do we call it? a trial, test trial. Figure out what we're doing here. Are we going to do our own stats, statistics for 2023? Yeah. Rapid Fire, coming to a close. Cassandra, you doing okay? Because she's under the weather, you guys. She is a trooper. She is hanging out for 90 minutes, and she is literally sucking in sickness right now. But we're going <laughs> to get, get her healed during this show. She's uh, she's awesome, guys. Rapid Fire with Cassandra Grace here on Night Moves, doing something crazy. These are Rapid Fire questions, and we demand the answers. Okay. We want the truth, Cassandra. Sports or arts? Which do you prefer?
1: Arts. I've always been an arts kid. Sports intimidates (laughs) me way too much.
0: (laughs) I know you're going to say
1: arts.
0: (laughs) All right. She's an arts person. Oh, okay. Okay. What season do you like best? Winter, spring, fall, summer?
1: I think spring um because i struggle with seasonal depression and so when spring comes it's like i'm a new person i'm born again i <laughs> can do anything so plus i love the flowers and just like the trees coming back to life and i, I love spring yeah
0: okay okay Why well, now i know you're artsy creative with the, the artistic brain side of you um fiction versus nonfiction
1: fiction mm. yeah I enjoy both but I like to be able to kind of escape into a fictional world so
0: okay okay yeah. virtual reality versus reality
1: oh I don't actually no on this one i haven't done a lot of virtual reality okay so i'm gonna say reality
0: reality okay so okay okay reality she likes reality everyone Uh, a couple more rapid fire questions here with cassandra grace inside night moods this is kind of funny have you been enjoying yourself honestly you can be honest it's your second time
1: yeah yeah it's great
0: rapid fire with cassandra here inside night moods now we're seeing what side of the brain she focuses on the most, which is really kind of interesting. Um, country, contemporary. I'm talking about music here. What type of music do you like? Country, contemporary, gospel, rap, hip hop, classical, jazz, or drum roll? <sighs> Soaking music. What do you like? What's out there?
1: Um, I would say country and pop and then i also like like christian pop christian uh-huh. country um th- that those are my go-to's yeah
0: those are our go-to's her playlist is all over the board send your emails to HDQ at gmail.com subject cassandra's fraud <laughs> <laughs> no that's not right that's i take that back no she's got a, a vast playlist out there i listen to jazz i like r&b because it's it's just good music and then i like gospel let me see mm-hmm. i like contemporary christian music i do i'm into soaking heavy much into soaking i love my soaking i got some great soaking just got turned on to christian jazz who would have thought i love jazz and christian mm-hmm. jazz it's kind of like the same thing but then again one praises the lord and one just is good music yeah, um yeah. last question with cassandra grace everybody this is it this is all she wrote, and then some. So we can let her get back to her work weekend scheduled events. There, are you ready, Miss Cassandra Grace? I'm ready. Favorite movie?
1: Oh no! This is like the hardest question you could ask. <laughs> My favorite movie.
0: How about favorite um, holiday movie? How about favorite holiday movie? We'll make it easier.
1: Okay. Okay. Um it's not elf I my family really likes that movie I don't for some reason um maybe I don't I'm really torn on this I want to say Polar Express but also it like the animation kind of creeps me out at the same time okay okay but I like like the music and I think it's just like a fun movie so I'll say
0: Polar Express Cold Express. There you have it, you guys. You've heard it from Miss Cassandra. This has been kind of awesome. You know, thank you. You know, honestly, thank you for for saying yeah and coming on for your second time around. This has been fun. Um, My experience with you is always intriguing. It's just informational and it's always fun. You know, I feel like I know you like from a distant cousin from your third father removed. (laughs) Something like that. Um, You can connect with Cassandra. How can they can get with you, Cassandra? How can people reach out and and connect with you?
1: Yeah. So I'm on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, my username is at Cassandra's Pocket. And uh, you can also email me, Cassandra's Pocket at gmail.com. Um, I have a YouTube channel that I post about monthly on. It's kind of like a month and a half, but I try to do it monthly. Um, That's also called Cassandra's Pocket. Um, So yeah, reach out to me, any of those places, and I'll be happy to interact with you.
0: Cassandra's Pocket, I know we got to go. We have to close this down. How did you come up with Cassandra's Pocket? What is Cassandra's Pocket?
1: Um, it was actually a friend of like a family friend who came up with the name and I really loved it because, um, it was for my blog at the time I was trying to think of a name for my blog and, um it to me represented, you know, like you you put things in your pockets and and you walk around with all these things in your pockets. And so it's kind of all the things in my brain pocket and (laughs) all the the things that make me me and all the things I have to have with me. And um, so Cassandra's pocket is just everything I carry with me.
0: Pretty kind of cool. Some pretty kind of cool. Thank you for joining me on this second go around. This is the best of the best December episodes of Night Moves. You have listened to Cassandra Grace comes through Jesus. This is spiritual warfare. Now remember, you got two questions, seven-day poll. We want you guys to come on, answer the question. Give us an opportunity so we can kind of get some statistics. I'm kind of curious. Spiritual warfare conversations. Join me next time for my next guest, Prophet Earl Robinson, coming to you on the next episode of Night Moves. Cassandra, Thank you. I would love to have you back on at your convenience because we got to do part two on spiritual warfare and then we got to go on a couple of the journeys. But, you know, <laughs> you always have a space here inside Night Moves. like I can pull up a chair in the lab and we can kind of go at it. But um, we want you to have a happy holidays um, from us out to you and, and your family and have a great New Year. I'm going to talk to you offline at some point because I got some questions. This has been kind of awesome, you guys. Um, thank you for joining me on Night moves. Remember, Logos Bible Software, you can get your link on this episode. Get a discount on Logos Bible Software if you like Bible history. Theolo- the- I get that word always wrong. If you're a theologian, theology, Logos Bible Software, Logos 10. I use it myself. It's kind of cool. I've been using it actually with Cassandra right here. Um, that's it. I'm done. It's a wrap for Night Moods. And honestly, you guys, if you have any questions on spiritual warfare? We want you to reach out. We're going to help you with resources and let's blow Miss Cassandra's YouTube out of the waters. And she's on TikTok. I don't do TikTok, but she's on TikTok. Find her on TikTok and um, you'll actually like her podcast. It's really kind of uh, innovative. I must say, it is kind of innovative because she's really honest in there and she just lets you know what it is. Um, That's my time, you guys. I got to go. She's got to go. She's got to get some tea. She's got to get better. She's got to get well. She's got to go shop. Talk to you guys real soon. On the next episode, Earl Robinson will be joining me inside the lab. Take care.